Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. In today's episode, I want to share one of our listeners with you. I have Christine with me, and she is going to be sharing a little bit about her journey um, on anxiety in the path of anxiety and why she um, needed to actually be in touch with me and listen to the podcast. So I am uh, really thrilled that... Um, I have listeners like Christine who would be willing to come forward and uh, share a little mini session with me. Welcome to the show, Christine. Thank you very much for having me. (laughs) Such an honor. I'm glad that you are here. And I like to open this uh, kind of a recording and uh, sharing with my listeners. um, And now they are your listeners also. Um, What brought you originally to the podcast and then eventually uh, wanting to have a little mini session with me? What what got you on that path of looking for help? Um, So I have been suffering from anxiety since many years. So um, it started when I um, was in school, like um, when I was maybe, I don't know, 12 years old or something. I always thought I swallowed a bee and I I couldn't breathe. So it was really like the first panic attacks, which I didn't know back then, of course. But um, yeah, now having a bit more knowledge about the anxiety, I know what it was. And um, I always like try to push it away and pretended it wasn't there. So it disappeared for some years, came back, disappeared, came back in different forms. Mm -hmm. And um, in the end, it was like really worse and at its peak beginning of this year. So January, February this year, when I I realized that I was kind of stuck in a life which I didn't want to have. So basically I had two little kids or I'd still have them, (laughs) luckily. So um, But I was kind of torn between a really, really busy job and the life with kids and family and all that. And I found that I was like dedicating so much time to my work and my job that there was almost no time left for my kids and leave alone for myself or like my relationship with my husband. Mm -hmm. And so the anxiety really peaked beginning of this year. And I did have to quit my job actually because I didn't feel like I could go back to to the job. And so I started to realize that I really have to like work on this. I can't run from the anxiety or pretend it's not there. And then I started um, a therapy, like Mm -hmm. a professional therapy kind of. And I started like being a bit more open to finding resources that told me a lot about anxiety. I read books and I listened to different podcasts And in the end, I just totally stuck with your podcast because Mm. I love it so much and I like the format so much. Um, Yeah, and it helped me in so many situations. Oh my gosh, wonderful. I'm, you know, I I always tell people, I'm sorry you had to find me, but I'm, I'm glad that you did, you know, and sometimes, and I think this is kind of how what you're saying, sometimes our journey through anxiety can actually help us to stumble upon a better life, a life, 
Yes. Are you finding that? Are you like having some gratitude here? Like totally. Like, I mean, it was really like the worst times, like beginning of this year. I was really like feeling I couldn't get out of it. And like, you're always talking about this wormhole, which I can relate to so much. And so it was really bad and I was really feeling totally lost. But now looking back on this, it has really improved since then. So I wouldn't say I'm cured or something. Well, what, what does it mean to be cured? <laughs> I don't even know that. But um, still, it has, it has improved so much. And now looking back, I found that I was living such an unconscious life or such a mindless kind of life. And this has changed so dramatically after that because I really had, to, like my body forced me to think about why I'm here, what's my purpose. So it changed so much. I'm really grateful for that. Yeah. Actually, um, the anxiety in this particular situation gave you the opportunity to really dig deeper, to, to just say, okay, there's something here that needs to change. Yes. And, and often in our life, those are not pretty times. That's always a challenge making those big kind of changes. And, um, and it seems like you really took the opportunity. And, yes. Yes. Yeah. And leaving your job, which was big and it was important. And, uh, but you saw something greater that needed to, to be. Yeah, much greater. So yeah. <laughs> until then, I thought like my job was more or less the most important thing in my life. And mm-hmm. now I'm looking back on it, like seeing it totally differently because I really want a job that, that gives me some purpose and that fulfills me and that job didn't do it. But I didn't realize when I was doing it back then. Right, right, when we're in it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It feels yes. like this is the only truth and this is the only thing that's true for me and right for me. But now looking back, yeah, it was absolutely not the right thing for me. I mean, yeah. I, I don't regret doing it because it brought me to what I'm here now, but yeah, it wasn't the right thing for me. Yeah. And you were willing to pay attention to those. Um, they're kind of like little taps on the shoulder, little whispers in the ear. Um, and I say back in the day, I used to wait for the two by four to the head before I did anything, right? Um, <laughs> I had to really, oh, but that's what you've been trying to tell me. Uh, and meaning life, meaning my intuition, meaning uh, uh, the world around me. And so it sounds like you have been following that. And um, and doing well. It sounds like you're making some really big, exciting changes in your life. But if you were to, uh, if you were to just to talk to me today about what, where is the anxiety causing you maybe some irritation or concern these days, like in in what you're doing, so that I, we can do something together here, and maybe I can offer you some individual help. Have you tried One Skin for your skincare routine yet? I love the simplicity of these products and the medical grade ingredients in them, not to mention how easily they fit into my skincare routine. The OS1 Face Moisturizer and OS1 Eye Cream make skin look visibly smoother and clearer and immediately feel softer and more hydrated. The secret is One Skin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It's the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin, and several studies back it up. 
So if you're tired of cycling through ineffective skincare trends and overcomplicated routines, then I'm so excited to share with you One Skin, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. One Skin is the world's first longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ACP at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, I mean, um, I think I'm quite a brave woman, I would say, or I would describe myself as brave. But then there's like these kind of normal situations, or at least for other people, they are normal. And for me, they are causing so much stress. So For example, I live in Berlin, and this is a big city, of course, um, in Germany. And um, I do have like meetings and appointments for my new job where I have to like drive through Berlin or something. And then there's a traffic jam, and it creates like so much anxiety for me, where I know like I have an important meeting, but the meeting will not give me the headache, but the traffic jam, you know, I should rather worry about the meeting, but like the traffic is. And yeah, things like yeah I think like traveling is actually I would say my biggest issue like in general okay I have been flying a lot for my for my work like three or four times a week even okay now I can't even imagine going on a on a plane or a train or something like that so this like the whole thing where I need to travel this gives me a lot of headache not only like far away but even within Berlin as I said right right and is it does it feel like it's pressure um what are the thoughts or physical feelings give me an idea of what let's use the traffic in Berlin let's tackle that one first Mm -hmm. so you're driving to an important meeting you're not uh obsessing about the meeting but you're in traffic what is the physical and mental things that are happening like the physical thing is always like it like I feel like the tingling in my like legs first mostly and then I feel my heads get my hands get sweaty and I feel like my heart starts beating and I feel like the anxiety is rising and I'm always like in the fear of a panic attack coming up yeah so it ha- doesn't happen very often I have to say like a panic attack but like right. the fear of a panic attack this is happening like almost every time I like kind of travel somewhere yeah Yeah. and like the thought that like pushes me into that fear is always like I can't get away yeah so I'm stuck in what traffic or whatever people will see me people people will laugh at me um and I'm stuck right and all eyes are on you and yeah yeah. and you can't get away you can't you can't turn around and go home Yeah. Uh, yeah Yeah, I think you've, uh, you you explain that quite well. So your physical sensations are just your anxiety rising, yeah. uh, nothing unusual in there. But what you're describing is, as you put it, the fear of the panic, the fear of the fear. Mm-hmm. And Christine, this is one of the. This is like getting near the end. 
And the, this, and I say end and people are thinking like oh, next week or tomorrow. No, like the end, um, anxiety takes a long time to totally just wash itself out because there's a lot of physical and mental changes that are happening. But this fear of the fear is one of the last places that the anxiety lodges mm. because it's like what's left. Well, you could be afraid that you could be afraid. Uh, <laughs> oh, interesting you know? say that. Yeah, I can. Yeah. I haven't thought about it like this, but yeah. Yeah. There's, um, you know, a lot of people have worked out um, many of their little uh, fears or um, particular situational things, but the fear of the fear, it's like, well, what if it comes again? What, especially when you've felt better and you are doing um, new things now and expanding your world. Uh, so, but what if it comes? It's like that little voice and so I want and being trapped again is just that place of we again nowhere to turn there's nothing I can do I have no control and that's totally anxiety I have no control and what we learn to do is to surrender to that Mm. oh I don't have no control over the traffic or a lot of people have it in the plane when they shut the door I have no control well I'm always feeling like well I'm glad I don't have to control this plane like that would not be a good thing um I can actually just surrender to the the flight I can surrender to the flow of the traffic it's kind of a um and anxiety doesn't like this because it wants always wants control, wants to know how things are going to turn out. How do you get there? How do you get through? How long is the meeting going to be? How, um, or it could just be the flow of the traffic. I need it to go faster. It's not going fast enough for me or it's too crowded. And we have to just surrender to it because we can't change it. Mm-hmm. And the not being able to change it continually and if we want to if we have angst over that uh, that sends a message to our to our mind and body Houston we have a problem there there's an issue here and we have to figure it out pump up the adrenaline pump up the cortisol because we may have to run escape the car and run and that's not true and it flames it gets that a little bit of an ember turns into a big flame and we're stuck behind the wheel of a car. So we have to surrender to it. And I know that's a weird word in today's culture um, because it's had some negative connotations, but to surrender means to be with what is. Mm. And subconscious choice to live life on life's terms. Mm. And um, I wonder if you've seen places in your life where you've been able to do that in some little areas to surrender. Yeah, definitely. Like, I definitely had many situations where I was quite good at surrendering, or at least I would say I was good, um, where there were situations where I didn't have a panic attack, but where I felt the fear was rising and I could really like stop and listen to my body, listen to what was happening within me. And then I started asking myself, what am I really afraid about right now? And I, yeah, back when it was really bad, I wasn't even even like willing to ask myself that because I was so afraid that I didn't want to even look it in the eye, you know, kind of. And I felt it, it helped me when I like turned around and like saw the monster and then, you know, looked at it and yeah. then it wasn't that bad 
in the end. I mean, it was not nice, but it wasn't as bad as I maybe thought before. Right, because the unknown is always more frightening than what we're staring right at. So, Christine, you just beautifully described facing. You hear me talk about face, accept, float, and letting time pass. Turning around and looking at that monster is facing. Yeah. And then the acceptance is the surrendering. And that's exactly what you were able to do. And so your journey is to continue uh, doing this as, um, as much as it feels like, oh, but I'm afraid of it coming again. It's the same thing. Looking at that. Looking at it, because I think um, you also nicely uh, described being afraid to look at in the past, whereas now you have the courage uh, to be able to do that. And the more you do it, the more you can do it. And and it starts to build on that. Actually, maybe one thing that has helped me a lot, and it's actually, I think, one of the books that you recommend on your website, it's called Radical Acceptance, I think. Yes, yes, Tara Brock. Yeah, she has like an episode in that book where she says it's really important to be empathetic with yourself. Mm-hmm. And like just after I read this, I totally realized that I was not at all empathetic with myself. So I just I w- always was super hard on myself, trying to be perfect, trying to control everything. Mm-hmm. And now in situations where I feel like fear is rising, I kind of have this new voice that tells me, well, no wonder that you're afraid because look at what has happened to you. And I kind of feel a bit like not, not really sorry for myself, but I kind of feel like feel appreciative of what's happening. So. Yes. Yes. And treating yourself as you would treat someone else or yeah. one of your children or, um, or your little, but we don't never do that for ourselves when we're hard on ourselves. Right. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, that's beautiful. That was a really um, important tool for you because it also feeds you. Mm-hmm. It calms and it also feeds like, oh, okay. Yeah. Taking care of myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Instead of driving ourselves into uh, overwork and overwhelm. Um, so speaking of, uh, you know, taking good care of yourself like that, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do for your self-care and the current ways that you keep your parasympathetic nervous system intact? Yeah, well, if you would have asked me this half a year ago, I would have said I do nothing for myself. I'm just living for my job and my kids and all of that. But just after this bad like situation that I had beginning of this year, I like really changed this dramatically. And I'm so happy with like I would say it's almost a new routine that I developed. So um, what I do now is I get up every morning and I start with a 20 minute meditation. So I'm using like the Headspace app, which I absolutely love. And I'm like after that doing like 15 minutes of journaling where I journal about what I'm grateful for or what my biggest success was the day before, kind of something that comes into my mind. And then after that, I kind of get the kids ready for school and all that busy (laughs) morning. And then before I really start working, I do like 20 minute, half an hour of yoga. And that helps me so much because it's such a different start into the day. Um, Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's kind of, I, no matter how stressful the day after that will be, but I already had some time for myself. Yeah. That's a, 
big difference can, from doing that. You didn't put your own needs last, mm-hmm. right? Which is what you were doing before in the busy job, right? Yeah. Just go, go, go. And then the family, and then you would, there were, you were probably not even on the list, yeah. but you know, we always use the, um, talking about using the oxygen mask on the plane. We have to take care of ourselves first yeah. and no one else is going to do that for us. Yeah. They're not going to give us permission. They're not going to offer us the time to do it. We have to do it ourselves. And it looks like you really, really developed a good, a good way to get yeah. your day started. Yeah. So you have your meditation and your yoga. And what I'm hoping that you can go forward from our little chat here is to continue to remember. And by remember really means um, to move it from your uh you know, your cognition into your body, that the fear of the fear is such an interesting last piece to go. And it's, a, it's probably that really long tail, but it goes and it is the one last place that the fear can lodge. So when that comes up, meet it with some curiosity, meet it with friendliness, with empathy, with compassion. Use those things because that keeps our nervous system calm. So almost look at it with some humor. Like, oh my goodness, I'm down to fearing the fear. Like when it actually sounds funny even. So I hope you'll be able to take that forward. And um, before I let you go, I was wondering what wise words you might have for our listeners today. Yeah, wise words. I think like, at least from my point of view, the wisest thing that I could have ever started is meditation. I know you talk about it so often all the time and I can totally agree to that. So I've been meditating now for like a year, but back then I did only do it every now and then. But really it's such a game changer to do it every day because it just gives you a completely different point of view on yeah, on life, on like, I, I only started realizing what I was feeling when I started with meditation. Before that, I couldn't even have told you, like, do I feel good or bad? I was always like in a to-do kind of functioning mode. And now I've really started listening to my body and to my feelings. And I think like really meditation was the, yeah, the driver. Yeah, yeah meditation yes. made me do that. And I think it's really the best thing that I would recommend like to everybody, actually, not only to people with anxiety. Um, Absolutely. Meditation is such a game changer, or it was for me. I love that you are carrying the torch of meditation with me because you know, anyone who's been listening to the show knows that is, I consider it a cornerstone. And like Christine said, not only for anxiety, but for life. Mm-hmm. Like this is some uh, something that you just take out and uh, stays with you for your life and can make your life really much more meaningful. Mm-hmm. I so appreciate your time, Christine, and your wisdom, mm-hmm. and your um, your caring enough to share your bits of your journey um, with the listeners because I know there are people who are going to hear you and say. That's me. That uh, that's what I'm doing right now. My job, my job, my job, right? Mm-hmm. And they're going to hear that there is life beyond that. And not that you don't have a job, but you're creating uh, a life, including a job that you love, yes. and that that is possible. Yeah. So thank you so much for being with us. 
thank you for doing all that great work on that podcast. Thank you so much. It means so much to me. <laughs> Thanks again, Christine. I hope that this has been helpful for you listeners and that you will uh, write in if you would like to have any of your ideas for the show. And I look forward to talking to you again soon. And now for today's quote. When we understand how precious each moment is, we can treat each breath, each moment as a newborn baby. And that's from Michelle McDonald. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at the anxietycoachespodcast.com.